The media sometimes gets a bad rap for misconstruing, misquoting, and misunderstanding. That's in general. But how do journalists fare when it comes to science reporting? This week, science reporter Luciana Gravota finds out what's behind all those science headlines. Check out the title of this scientific paper published in Nature, one of the world's top science journals. It reads, The Alignment of Molecular Cloud Magnetic Fields with the Spiral Arms in M33. Most people, even most scientists who aren't astronomers, have no idea what that even means, much less why they should care. Now give that research paper to a science reporter, and the headline becomes, Magnetic Fields Set Stage for Birth of New Stars. Now that sounds more like something people would actually want to read. Research and discovery, especially when it relates to human health or the environment, is something people want to know more about. Issues such as genetically modified foods, vaccines, and global warming have created a lot of debate and policy. People want to be more informed. But who has time to read and sift through the vast science literature on these topics? Journalists often act as sifters and translators. They take a research paper, do an interview with the researcher, and then package everything into a digestible story. Probably most of what you know about global warming and GMOs comes from the media. I know many science reporters have some science background, but they can't possibly be familiar with every single science field out there. What happens when they don't understand what the research is about? Reporters often get their information from interviews with researchers. So it's definitely the case that how a researcher communicates with a reporter and how well he is able to explain things will affect how the story turns out. But unfortunately, according to one study from the Science Communication Journal, there is nothing in master's or PhD programs that prepares researchers for communicating with the media. Concordia University has decided to remedy this problem by offering communicating with the media workshops. Sylvain Jacques Desjardins is a media relations advisor at Concordia. He will be heading the workshop that is taking place today for Concordia's psychology department. He says that over the coming year, most departments will get a workshop. So what exactly do they teach researchers at this workshop? Mostly, it's how to simplify their often complex and detailed-filled research. I spoke to Desjardins, and this is what he said. Well, essentially, um, I help researchers think in terms of uh, the lay public. How can they take the sometimes, you know, their, their findings can be a bit complex sometimes, and often um, researchers write in academic terms so that their uh, peers will understand what it is that they're uh, doing. But for the general public, that just doesn't work. What I do is I instill in them the understanding that we have to put things into lay language. And so one of the exercises I ask them to do is to tell me into two lines what it is that they do. To imagine, for instance, that they're at a Christmas cocktail party and people are asking them what it is that they're researching right now. And that person doesn't come from an academic milieu. Essentially, their focus is to think about how can they explain in really clear, uncomplicated terms what it is that they, that they do. It's really uh, not that easy to do sometimes to synthesize, you know, 20 years of research or whole PhD thesis into two lines. That does seem quite hard to do. And I wonder how effective these types of workshops are. The European Science Communication Network gave a group of almost 200 researchers a communication training workshop. According to the report, researchers left with a positive attitude towards public engagement and felt more confident in their abilities to talk about science with the public. I spoke to Krista Byers-Heinlein, a psychology professor at Concordia, 
to see if she was planning on attending the workshop. This is the first actual workshop that I've been to, so I haven't had any formal training on working with the media, and so that's actually why I'm planning to attend, because I'm really interested to hear what, what they have to say and other tips they might have. Although she hasn't had training, she has had a lot of experience with the media because the media was very interested in the work her laboratory was doing when she was a graduate student. I asked her what she does when she's interviewed by the media. I try to really summarize the main messages. So science is messy and our results are not always quite as clear cut as we'd like them. And when we're talking about them from a scientific perspective or in a scientific context, we want to include all of those details, all of those question marks, all of those maybes. And uh, it's not that we want to eliminate them when we talk to the media, but we do, or I do anyway, want to be clear about what my main message is and try to really get that out um, straight away because we know that media functions on small sound bites, small articles. Um, no one's going to read a 10-page newspaper article. We just don't have time to talk about all the nuances of our research. So I also try to avoid using a lot of technical words that people wouldn't necessarily be familiar with. So I think most research can be explained in everyday language, and that makes it a lot more accessible. I also asked Byers Heinlein what she thought of the articles that came out of those interviews with the media. Do they get the right message across? Generally speaking, yes. So I'd say it has a lot to do with the, the skill of the journalist and their experience in science and in science writing. So the more that they do understand about the science and the more they do background research, the more accurate I find the articles are. But in general, I'd say they're very accurate. And I can definitely tell that the, the journalist is usually doing their best to portray it in an accurate way. Byers Heinlein posts links to media coverage that she gets on her laboratory webpage. And she used to be a science reporter when she was an undergraduate student. So maybe she's not a representative case. I asked Fatima Arkin, a journalism student at Concordia, what her experience has been with researcher interviews. She had recently interviewed a genomics and cell biology professor. First off, I don't know anything about science. It is not my forte whatsoever. So I really, I really needed him to kind of clarify that because I, I tried to do some research, I couldn't really find things. If there's ever a point when someone's talking that I don't understand after they're done talking, I say, I didn't really understand this, can you please clarify? Or I say, and I always do this, I say, this is what I gathered, is that right? It's to make sure that what, I'm under, what they're saying is what I'm understanding. And I think that's just always important for journalists because if we misconstrue it, then we don't explain it properly. According to workshop leader Desjardins, media coverage of research has increased. Just at Concordia, I mean, uh, research used to represent, if I'm not mistaken, around 5% of Concordia's media coverage, now it represents 33. Research at Concordia is uh, making headlines nationally and internationally, something that didn't happen uh, before. A study by the Pew Research Center for the People and the Press found that almost half of scientists surveyed think that the media oversimplifies their research and that news reporters can't distinguish between good and bad science. But that study was done two years ago. With the increase in media coverage, both researchers and reporters are being exposed to each other more than ever before. And perhaps they're both learning from each other, learning how to communicate effectively. 
Arkin, the journalism student, thinks journalists' questions can actually be of use to scientists. I find sometimes we even help them clarify it in their own head as to what's saying how to explain it in a manner to convey what you mean to people who know nothing of the topic. Researcher Byers Heinlein says the media helps inform her on what's going on in other fields besides her own. So I think we're all touched by the media. I mean, even as a, a scientist, I'm not reading the scientific literature on physics, for example, but the media still has a role to play in informing me about what the latest physics or medical results are, for example. But as Byers Heinlein points out, it is the public who benefits most from the improvement in communication between scientists and the media. The type of work I do, I look at bilingualism in infancy and how babies grow up bilingual and sort of what we can do to help them. And I think that there's a lot of really important discoveries that we can share with the public and parents who have a lot of questions about raising their kids. So I think that the media plays a really important role in disseminating scientific information so that parents don't have to rely on you know, word of mouth or what their neighbor said, so they can actually have really good evidence-based ways to make their decisions. Workshop leader Desjardins helps make this happen by teaching scientists to focus on formulating what the take-home message is. What's the impact on people? What's the impact on society? That's what people want to know. It's not essential for us to know the methods of their research necessarily, that it was, you know, a sample group of 800 people between the ages of 18 and 65. There's a lot of detail that doesn't need to go in there. What the general public wants to know is, what is the result? What does this mean for society? What are the implications? Who knows, maybe after these workshops, Concordia researchers will have become experts at coming up with their own headlines. Thanks, Luciana.